Good morning. Welcome to Hearts Knit Together in Christ Ministries. I'm your host, Marcia A. Sullivan, and this is a platform where God has used me to share his word, to bring glory to his name, and encourage listeners like you every day who tune in to listen to Hearts Knit Together in Christ so that you may grow as you hear the word being planted like a seed inside your heart. Uh, We are on part two today of this episode. We're going to talk about how God continues to hide you and reveal his glory. But we are going to take it back a little bit. Uh, The previous episode, we talked about how the Lord had hit Moses right in the, uh, the center of his hand near the rock. Okay. And to reveal his glory but in this episode we're going to still be talking about Moses but we're going to take it back to the very foundation of it all with Moses and his birth right and how the Lord hid Moses and compare that in contrast to Jesus birth and we're going to touch briefly about the midwives and how they played such a vital role in allowing helping the Lord to protect the men right so let's go to exodus the first chapter we're going to hit chapter one we're going to go to verse 17 and then we're going to find our way to chapter two so follow me chapter one of exodus verse 17 and it reads but because the midwives feared god they refused to obey the king's order okay So if you had read that chapter, or even if you never read it, there was a king and there were the Hebrew people who lived in this town, right, called Egypt. Now, there was a king named Pharaoh at the time who had given an order, gave a mandate for the Hebrew midwives to kill all the little boys, right? the uh to kill all of the hebrew babies the boys because they pose a threat to his kingdom and the king feared that if they were outnumbered if the egyptians uh became few in number while the hebrews had outnumbered them they feared that they were going to grow and turn against them and that a war was going to break out but in verse 17 you will see of exodus verse chapters um chapter 1 verse 17 you would see how the midwives did something opposed to what the king actually decreed they go against the king's decree and that represents a lot of boldness and courageous because courageousness because if you went against a king during that time if a king decreed something you could be headed in your whole household but this is what the text says it says but because the midwives feared god they refused to obey the king's order they allowed the boys to live too so they went against what the king wanted them Verse 18 tells us that, so the king of Egypt called the midwives in, right? And he asked them this question, why have you done this? He demanded, why have you allowed the boys to live? Now, men are very important to God. Women are important, but without the men, you know, women could not produce 
without the men being in their position, women could not do anything. So God's kingdom was actually uh, being threatened as well. Because if you take away the men, then we don't have any kings to produce in the kingdom of God. And so here in this text, he says, why have you allowed the boys to live? And this is how the women, they respond. They were very wise. In verse 19, they said this. They said, the Hebrew women are not like the Egyptian women. The midwives replied, they are more vigorous. They're more strong and have their babies so quickly that we cannot get there in time. In verses 20, it says, So God was good to the midwives, and the Israelites continued to multiply, growing more and more powerful. So notice that the midwives play a very vital role in helping God preserve the life of the, the Hebrew baby, especially the boys. And we have to give them credit for obeying the Lord because had, had the midwives disobeyed, or did not fear the Lord, then Moses would have never been born, right? And God would have never been able to hide Moses. But because they feared the wife, in verse 21, you will see that it says here, and because the midwives feared God, he gave them families of their own. So because they were working for God inside the Egyptian palace, guess what? God was working for them. And in exchange for their obedience, God had given them families of their own. Verse 22 says, Then Pharaoh gave this order to all his people, Throw every newborn Hebrew boy into the Nile River, but you may let the girls live. Right? And we can see that after really reading this, that the enemy really wanted to attack and to destroy all of God's male seeds right but God had another another thing in mind right so God in verse chapter 2 of Exodus God comes on to scene to allow Moses to be born and so when you understand Moses he says about this time a man and a woman from the tribe of Levi they got married so Moses was from the tribe of Levi right and and God had blessed these beautiful couples with a son the woman became pregnant and gave birth to a son she saw that he was a special baby and kept him hidden for three months and the reason she kept him hidden because the because of the king's decree the egyptians king decreed that all the mills be destroyed so even at this time the hebrew men and women were still conceiving giving birth god was still blessing them but instead of this woman getting caught up in what the decree was she still trusted the lord and she hid her baby for three long months as the scripture says but in verse three we see here it says but when she could no longer hide him right because the baby was getting bigger and visible right and it says she could not hide him so she got a basket made of papyrus reeds and waterproofed it with tar and pitch and she put the baby in the basket and laid it among the reeds along 
the bank of the Nile River, and the baby sister then stood at a distance, watching to see what would happen to him. Soon Pharaoh's daughter came down to bathe in the river, and her attendants walked along the river bank. When the princess saw that the basket among the reeds, she sent her maid to get it for her. When the princess opened it, she saw the baby. The little boy was crying, and she felt sorry for him. This must be one of the Hebrew children, she said. And notice that she's saying this for a reason. And she paused. It's almost as if the Lord was giving her compassion in her heart to take care of this young man. And verse 7 tells us, it says, Then the baby sister approached the princess. Should I go and find one of the Hebrew women to nurse the baby for you? She asked. Yes, do, the princess replied. So the girl went and called the baby's mother. So who do you think that little girl was uh, who played a part in helping this, making sure that this baby got to the other side of the Nile River, right into the hands of uh, the princess, which was an Egyptian princess. And um, if you've been reading and following, you would know that this little girl was actually Moses' sister, Miriam. So even as a little girl, we see that Miriam had uh, feared the Lord as well because she would she was taught as a little girl to do so. And we see that the active will of God was um, all all in uh, in this story with the birth of Moses. So in verses nine, it says, "Take the baby and nurse him for me." The princess told the baby's mother, "I will pay you for your help." So the woman took her baby home and nursed him. Later, when the boy was older, his mother brought him back to Pharaoh's daughter, who adopted him as her own son. So did you know that even then, the Lord was still moving in the hands of the Egyptian? And God used something very, very important here to display his sovereignty with the Egyptians. The king had decreed for the mills to be destroyed. But if you see in this story, God preserves life and send this seed right back to the Egyptian household. And now God is really proving and showing to the Egyptians that he is really king on the throne. Okay, he is king. And Pharaoh's daughter had so much compassion that she adopted Moses as her own and didn't even understand the why behind the story. And so this is a prime example of the fact that when God hides his children in the palm of his hands, he will even cause our enemies, right, to bless us. The minute the 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 midwives knew that the little boys were supposed to be destroyed. And, and the mother of Moses, the mother and the father, knew this as well. But because they both feared the Lord, the, midi, the, the midwives, along with Moses' parents, they preserved the life of their children. They preserved the lives of the little boys, the midwives did. And Moses' parents, mother and father, 
preserved his life by hiding him for three long months, putting him in the Nile River. Now that is such great faith. And then if if we skip over in the story, we're going to another story, but I want you to see the hand of God prevailing, right? Over the enemy and over the enemy's plan to destroy life. God is a God of life. He gives life. He gives and he taketh away life. But we can even see if we we turn to Matthew chapter 2, right? And we start at verses 13. We can still see the hand of God moving where the enemy still tried to destroy the seeds. Because you would see this same story again. So in chapter 2, of Matthew go to verse 13 the escape to Egypt you see it says after the wise men were gone an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream now Joseph is the father of Jesus he says the angel says to Joseph get up flee to Egypt with the child and his mother Jesus mother name was Mary and then the angel said stay there until I tell you to return And just think about it. Why do you think the angel has given them a decree to stay in that place? If you're reading, I want you to think about that. Okay, now I'm going to give you the answer. He says, stay there until I tell you to return. And the reason why the angel said that is because there was another king. Like there there was King Pharaoh, what we just discussed, right? During uh, Moses' time and his birth. And then this time of Jesus' birth, there was also another king, and his name was King Herod. Now, King Herod was going to search for the child to kill him because he knew that Jesus was going to be a threat to his kingdom. Now, can you imagine a king killing a newborn child? Now, that's ruthless, just cold-blooded and low down. But in this storyline, in this storyline, it, it, it coincides with the birth of Moses as well. So what God does, because God knows everything, he's all-knowing, right? And he triumphs against the enemy. So in verse 14, it says that that night Joseph left for Egypt with the child and Mary, his mother, and they stayed there until Herod's death. So you see what the Lord does. Herod plot to kill the son of God. And then God hid Mary and Joseph and the baby Jesus and told them basically to stay put. And this same king that wanted to behead the son of God has now been put to death. So God has a way of dealing with our enemies. God has a way of hiding us So that those that are out to do harm to us, they will not succeed in trying to destroy the seeds of God's children. It's because God has a plan for those in whom he have called. And the reason why we know this is because when the king died, when King Herod dies in the story, it says here, It says that in verse 15, And they stayed there until Herod's death. This fulfilled what the Lord had spoken through the prophet when he said, I called my son out of Egypt. 
only God could have called his son Jesus out of Egypt. Nobody else had that authority to do that because had his son not been called out of Egypt, then Jesus' Jesus' birth would have never taken place because he could have been killed. But because God overruled the plan of the enemy, God says, I will show them how sovereign I am. I called my son out of Egypt. I delivered him out of Egypt. I delivered Moses out of the place that he was in. And Moses was in Egypt too during that time. You see how those stories just intertwine together. And the same God who delivered Moses as a baby is the same God who delivered his own seed as a as a baby, Jesus. And in verse 16, you see that how the king was furious when he realized that the wise men had outwitted him. And not only did the wise men outwit him, but the kings of kings proved that he was the Lord and the kings of kings. God Almighty proved that nobody can attack what he has preserved, the life of the seas that he has preserved with purpose. Nobody can stand against this great king, the great I am, Yahweh, the God of Abraham, Isaac, Isaac and Moses, nobody, the God of Jacob, nobody can stand against this great God. And this is something that when we see this story and read it, we really ought to glorify God because God is the only one who can preserve our lives. He's the only one that can preserve our seeds. He's the only one that can preserve his legacy and his name. But it's not to our benefit, it's to his benefit. And we reap the benefits only when we glorify him and live for him. So God had a purpose for Moses' life. That's why he hid Moses as a child. God had a purpose for his son Jesus' life. And that's exactly why he hid his son, right? So that the enemy would not attack Even though the decree was made, God hid the seeds for his glory. So I want you to know today that no matter what attack you may be facing, right? With your children, with your health, with whatever seeds that God has given you to bring life to, I want you to understand that God will hide you and present you until the time has come. So continue to seek the Lord and know that God has preserved life for you, for your seeds and and, and their seeds to come. And as God is hiding you, I want you to be seeking his face night and day, day and night. And let the Lord lead and guide you and give you the instructions that you need as he given Mary, as he given wisdom to the midwives as he given wisdom to the parents of Moses let the Lord instruct you as to what it is you need to do in this season of your life so that the Lord of Lords and the kings of kings may be glorified I thank you for listening 
And I pray that God will continue to give you rest and that his hands will be upon you to protect you, to guide you, to strengthen you and encourage you in the in the walk that you have uh, submitted to in the call of the Lord and that rest in knowing that God has a plan for you and that everything that he has spoken, it shall be fulfilled in your life just as it was in the life of Moses and in the life of Jesus. May God bless you. May you go in peace. Until next time, thank you again for listening to Hearts Knit Together in Christ. Bye-bye.